Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Shelley Brown. Oh, have we got a wonderful topic for you here today. We're going to be talking about being weird. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Weird girl, weird girl adventures from A to C. Now, having been somebody that's very, very weird my entire life, uh, spent way too much of my life trying to fit in to somebody else's expectation and realize it was a lost cause. We realize that the people that are out there making a difference, such as Elon Musk, Lady Gaga, Andy Warhol, Sir Richard Branson, have all been described as weird. And it's their beautiful weirdness that has brought such innovations to us today. So why are we so judged by others for being weird? What is normal? Why do we have to be normal? Why do we have to fit into that? We don't. So we're going to be going down this wonderful road with Shelley, the author of Weird Girl Adventures from A to C. Her book is coming out June 22nd. And we're going to find out how weird generates a wonderful personal growth. Right on, right on, right on. Who wants to be boring, normal? What is normal anyway? Because if it is, it's not working. So let's join the weird bandwagon. <laughs> Welcome to the show, love. Oh, gosh, that was such an extraordinary introduction, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm weird and wonderfully happy to be here. What is weird? What is normal? They're just words. And, you know, I think that a lot of people that are called weird, as, as you've pointed out, you know, are the creators and the innovators. And when people are full of life and exuberance and joy, somehow they're weird. You know, what's the hang up with being weird? Yeah, so that's such a great question. Our weird doesn't know it's weird until it's judged by others. Right, right. And I have a theory. And my theory is that we can all trace back a time in our lives where we were like, I'm weird. And it's because there was a pivotal moment when we were judged that yes. something was wrong with us. We didn't belong. And so many of us take that weird, that judgment, and we own it like it's this itchy sweater that we have to wear. And so <laughs> we're wearing this itchy sweater and it's hot as heck and we're sweating and we're <laughs> uncomfortable, but we don't know that we can take it off. Right. And so the way that I define weird, it's again, the thoughts and the feelings that we believe separate us. But when we look back and we think about those things that were judged as weird, those are almost always the way that we serve others. Yes. Right? Yes, it's your beautiful gift of beingness, right? You know, I mean, we don't want droids. We don't want humanoids. We want people that are going to step into their exuberance, their beautiful gift of life, and get out there and share it. Because, exactly. you know, we, we want an orchestra so we can dance. And so we don't want the same old boring type music, you know. So be that instrument, find that orchestra, get up there and make the music, let us dance, lift us up, and let's be silly and wonderful and creative and exuberant because... The alternative is like a living death. So true. And there is a first step because when you're wearing that itchy sweater and you're like, ew, I'm weird. Ew, I don't fit in. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't belong. Going from that mm -hmm. to be your exuberant self. <laughs> it's a journey. Like telling somebody to get off the couch and go run an Ironman right now when you haven't even run <laughs> yeah. a mile. And yeah. so we forget that. And there's so many people, messages, coaches. Our lives are kind of two-dimensional, obviously, with mm -hmm. social media. And, and there's all these how to be something and how to 
should, you know, how to love yourself and how to love your body and all these things that are way over there. And my message is sort of like, what if it's allowing and what if you yes. never get over there? Because yes. over there, the place between where you are and where you think you should be, I call it bullshit. And it causes <laughs> suffering. It's shaming. It is. Oh, no, I'm so glad you said that. You know, word, you've just said a word that's my magic word, allowing. Yeah. Allowing. That's a huge one. When my you will allow yourself to be. But the other one, bullshitting, it's this, we're prisoners of this expectation that society and, and history has put down upon us. But if you look at that history and society as a whole, we go, is it working? No. Is it dysfunctional? Hell Yes. Does it serve us? Another no. So why are we expected to carry on on that same bandwagon when it doesn't seem to be benefiting anybody? How do we break the mold? How do we get off that train? How do we become? And you become because you take that first step and allow. Yes. And if you don't take the second step, allowing is better than resisting. Yes. You know? Yes. It, it's Resistance how, is futile. <laughs> it's, it's learning how to suffer less. And I think, yeah. you know, and, and it's a continuum because one day you can feel like, oh, I'm embracing and rocking my weird. And the next day you're like, ew, I am like so uncomfortable being me. So I think that that when we know that it's fluid, yeah. the way we feel about ourselves, it's so much easier easier to look at the bullshit and be like sorry it's it mm -hmm. i don't have to be that no sorry not sorry don't yes. have to be that yeah and another magic word fluid now let's okay. let's stop and think about that the wind has to flow the waters have to move the blood in the oxygen in our body has to be consistently moving so why are we always rushing to be stagnant it doesn't work, right? We've got to be in flow. Now, that doesn't mean you, you can be a breeze. You don't have to be a howling gale. But you have to get into the fluidity of life to actually understand how the flow works, how that next step's going to be, what's in front of you, how to embrace it. And even when you fall on your backside, how to get back up. Right. Because that doesn't mean it's the end of it, right? right. You just had a wobbly, right? right? Don't beat yourself up about it. Just... Get back up, dust yourself off and go, okay, I'm not going to trip that way again. Yeah. I mean, how many people would feel like they're let off the hook knowing this whole humaning thing mm. is not all the way from A to Z? Mm -hmm. What if you're a B, C, D, E, F? What if you're in between that? And what if you're a Z one day and an A one day and an yes. F one day or yes. moment by moment? Right. Just Again, oh. it's, it's, it's dictation. And I mean, this is one of the things I've rebelled from in my entire life because I was always told the should. You know, you should be this, you should be that. And I go, ah. but I can't. Right. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't do what you're asking me to do. Yes, you right. can. You've just got to have discipline. No, I can't. It's against my grain. It's against my heart. It's against my soul. Long before I knew what my heart and soul was really telling me, I knew the things that I wasn't meant to do or wasn't meant to be. But right. then there was the guilt of feeling let down, you know, letting others down because you didn't fit into their expectation. And I think one of those first steps we have to look at ourselves is like other people's expectations are no need, no, no, no longer needed here. Right, but we, buy, right. Mm -hmm. but we get confused if it's others or our own because we walk around with the world like it's an Amazon cart. I'm going to take this person's idea. I'm going to take this person's should. Yes. This person always. This person's never. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take the why can't I and why don't I and how can I and when can I. And I'm going to walk around the darn cart without realizing there's a delete. Yes. A later. Yes. And, and it's under it, it's understanding choice. And that is mm -hmm. really hard. 
yes i mean you know we you know this show is called choose positive living and and people say but how do i choose positive living what is positive living well positive living is when you are comfortable being you in all your beautiful glory and weirdness right not living by anybody else's expectation anymore you've raised your vibration but the big question for them for people is the how and the, the influence you know on social media well this person does it this way I have 2,700 ways of doing it right here on this podcast network. But it's not just because that person says that you go and do it. It's do you identify with it? Do you relate to it? Are they speaking to you? Is there a connection? It's not just blindly following everyone else just because they're doing it, they're successful, so therefore I must. No, you know, stop putting on shoes that are two sizes too small or big. Yeah, there's the promise of relief from our own suffering is so tempting mm. that, you know, to use this clothing metaphor, I mean, throughout my life, I tried on ever, I tried on many different things until really what changed for me was I got so sick and tired of suffering, of listening to my own thoughts. And that's what it all amounted to yeah. was realizing impermanence of, of these thoughts allowing them and realizing the impermanence but walking around like the world is my like everything outside of me is going to fix me change me save me and rescue me is a horrible is a horrible way to live you know and the other thing is when you walk around my favorite saying is when you walk around acting like life is the clothing store for your identity Mm. Not ever gonna fit. No, no, and you know you may put it on and have the illusion I look like this, and then you get home and put it back on again and go, how come I don't look the same? (laughs) (laughs) Where did that illusion go? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Well, life is an inside-out job, not an outside-in. And, you know, we're really conditioned to live outside. If you buy this, you'll be happy. If you do this, you'll be happy. If you have this, you'll be happy. If you're popular, you'll be happy. In this many likes, you'll be happy. Balderdash. You know, some of the most beautiful, innocent, simple things in life can bring out the biggest joy within you. But it is the within you. And we have to ignite our heart, soul, and spirits in order to understand what the beautiful simplicity and gratitude of life is really, that's really where the abundance lies. Right. And then, you know, even if you're not there where you're not seeing the beauty, where you're not seeing the abundance, it's taking these little snapshots yes. of these and putting together a mental photo album yeah. of, of these snapshots. Because again, I think I come into this, what, into these types of conversations, remembering how how bleak everything looked, mm-hmm. and and believe me, I'm over here in the woo woo with a rock star rising, you know, kind of outlook on things. You know, the Zed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little Led Zeppelin with a tiny bit woo woo, but you know, I look at it through the lens of where I used to be and think, God, you know, to think. To think in gratitude and think in yes. abundance and think in light and think in love, I would have been like cursing mm-hmm. and turning and maybe even turning off the 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 episode because I, I just couldn't couldn't it was that should shaming I can't get yeah. there right but you know being able to take those moments like a snapshot in your mind to build a photo album. Yeah. You know, here we are. The metaphors are coming out now. <laughs> well, it's the seeding. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the thing is, we've all had not just this lifetime programming. We have our ancestral program. We have past life programming. And very often we're walking around with everybody else's programming. We, you know, we haven't got any say in our own life or in our own feelings. And when you look at something, oh, you know, that feels good. Snapshot put it in the album that made me feel good that that really lifted me up snapshot put it in the album they start replacing you know all the the negative stuff so it's the seeding so keep watering it keep nurturing it eventually you'll find oh there's something growing inside of me that feels really good it's time to let it out 
And you said that allowing is one of your favorite words, and it mm -hmm. is mine too. And I think that reminds me of reframing neutrality as mm -hmm. joy, right? So it just taking the neutral things and contrasting them to the things that suck, for lack of a better word. Right. If I'm not, if something doesn't suck, I'm happy about that. <laughs> that's yes. Moment, yes. That's a moment of joy. Yes. Bottle so, it. Exactly. Right. You know, put put it up on that shelf. That's easy reach. Right. It, <laughs> it, it's very very easy in a world in a world of such negativity. The news. You know, it sells fear. That's the way it controls people. It sensationalizes everything. As I said, you know, Fox News takes a pimple and makes it a volcanic eruption. And, and then we, you know, oh, the volcano, you know, what volcano, you know, we've been solved this been goes and they know how to press the buttons. But if we switch that off and we switch off the negativity around us and say, I'm just not going to entertain that. And, you know, maybe I'm in a neutral zone right now, but at least being out of that zone, I'm already feeling better. Yes. Yes. And it's all about, it's all about creating space yeah space to just be and amazing things can happen in that space i mean that's how i ended up writing my book i was a mindfulness educator and i was focused on the hotel industry and i was traveling a lot and obviously march of 2020 happened mm -hmm. i wasn't traveling no. and i really couldn't serve the industry that i that i was serving because there wasn't one right and so i got quiet i got quiet and I started drawing. I taught myself to draw and I never knew I could draw my whole life. Mm -hmm. And it just came out. I put my stories together for my book and it's um, unbelievable what can happen when we create space. And I don't watch the news. I check mm -hmm. in uh, through a news source maybe once every couple of weeks. Yeah, just to kind of get an update. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yep. change that much. Right. Right. <laughs> There's just another drama, another shooting, another this, another that. And um, we can't change, you know, like there's so many people, you know, I want to heal the world. I want to change the world. Well, that change comes from within you. <clears throat> the change within you and you becoming that light, that inspiration begets invitation. So if you want to change the world, if you want to bring peace to the world, it has first got to come to you. Yeah. And that is a, a solo journey. And that doesn't mean other people can't help you along the way with their skills and their tools and their things. And you look at them and you use them and you put them in your backpack and you take with you what you know is relevant. But the other big thing is willing to participate in our own healing. Because you heal me, you heal me, you heal me. There's three um, fingers back at you, darling. Three fingers. What are you doing about it? Because other people can guide you, help you, and cheerlead you and give you the tools, but you've got to apply them. Yes, and it's interesting that you're talking about this because one of the things that, that I am doing now is speaking on individuality in the context of work, and I have one talk that's directed at leadership about some things that they can do to help people feel like they belong at work. Yes. And then I also have a talk that's focused on personal growth because we come to the party with our own party favors that we've mm -hmm. been dragging around and we want work to fix us and reparent us. And even the best leaders, even the safest psychological safety cannot give us permission if we don't give it to ourselves and take agency over our own point of view, our own perspective, our alignment with our own values and our weird. Yeah. Nobody's gonna give us that permission. And it's so critical, especially now after you know, 13 months in quarantine, mm -hmm. people want to be themselves, but we also have to take some of our own responsibility yeah. to do that. And whether that is healing modalities like mindfulness and self-compassion, whatever it looks like for you, everybody has a role to play in 
taking agency over allowing your weird, your own individuality being who you are. But that's part of the collective, you know, and Star Trek metaphor, the Borg. Well, the Borg was about everybody being assimilated under one mind. That's not what we're asking for. We're asking you to be an orchestra. Be the beautiful instrument that you are. Learn how to play it and find the orchestra to belong to. Create that symphony that will resonate out in uplifting other people, being invitational to other people. But be that instrument that you are. It's, not, it's being part of the collective as one beautiful vibration, mm -hmm. right? That is a, is a vibration of love, a vibration of community, a vibration of being there for one another, which this last year has been a beautiful invitation of, uh, where we really have seen who truly are the leaders, the essential workers, who really provides for us, the essential workers, the people, the everyday people in the stores and everything else. And it's a shift in that perspective because we've put so many people up on that higher pedestal mm -hmm. and we've ignored the people down there that really are you know the the oil in the engine and it's time to change all of that and we can do that because in gratitude in caringness in kindness and in love we become the solution that we need but first we have to be it to bring it mm -hmm. yeah and and again, not blaming everybody else. Right, right. You know, everybody's on their own journey. And you know, there's some horrific things that have been going on or that are still going on. And the, and the sad thing is, however much we may disagree with their action, we don't know why they're doing it. What is their journey? Is it their pain? Is it their story? You know, is it, um, and the thing is, we're all responsible for our own journey and we can hope that our journey inspires other people to change to shift to pivot but when we look at people and we look at some people as pure evil their acts are pure evil but what brought them to that act right i agree with you 100 percent. i really do so i want i did want to share my weird as an acronym mm -hmm. or as an acronym and an action and I would love for you to share your, your word of the year again. My word of the year is actionism, right? Because, you know, we've, we've had the reflection, we've had the thought, we've, you know, we've been reviewing. Now it's time to take action. So get into actionism. And whether it's planting a seed or one foot in front of the other, just move forward. Yes, yes, yes. So I have a talk and part of the talk well, I have a couple of talks and one and part of it is weird as it as an action and the mm. W is welcoming. Mm. What does that look like to put out the mat and yes. kick out? Yes. What is the hospitality mm. that we can extend to ourselves and we can extend to allow others mm. to be who they are? And I'm not talking about flying your Greek flag. I'm talking about your pro point of view, your perspective, yeah. how open you are. Your, yeah. your, to have your voice heard, mm -hmm. you know, how are you, how are we welcoming that? How are we welcoming it to our own selves? Yes. Are we welcoming, how are we welcoming it to others? So that's the W. The E is engaging. Mm -hmm. So engaging with curiosity, yeah, yes. listening, yes. You know, engaging our whole selves with presence. Mm -hmm. And how are we do, ex, engaging with others and inviting them to engage in that way with us as well? Mm -hmm. So that's the E. The I is integrating. Mm -hmm. When we are in pieces in different areas of our lives, and some of us, like I know I did, I was this body and this mind and this heart. And so the integration of all those components of ourselves and then integrating with people who are different and groups yeah. that are different to being whole integrated. So Bringing the whole of you. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Then the R is risk taking. Mm -hmm. What are we willing to risk to show up as ourselves, yeah. even if we're afraid, even if, you know, there's this perceived fear, what are we willing to risk and what are we willing to risk to get out of our confined myopic mm. viewpoints of what something's supposed to be like or look right. like 
Yeah. So that's the R, that's risk. And then the D is dynamic, fluidity, and that things change yes. and that things are not solid and cast in stone. So cultures, relationships, yes. groups of people, things are dynamic. Life is fluid, life is ever changing. So that is my weird. I love it. Fashion. I love it. I love it. No, it's perfect. You know, and I think one of the things that we forget, let's look at a child. They're living in wonderment, exploration, adventurism, discovery, right? How does this work? What happens if I do that? You know, and it's that sense of like exploration is so intoxicating. My, my daughter has a um, almost a 12 week old little boy who is just beautiful smiles. His daddy reads to him and sings to him. You know, I was trying to sing him to sleep and no oh, big smiles, coo, 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 you know? <laughs> and, it, and it just, it just shows you just how that little smile can light up your life. And if we, if we are willing to participate and integrate in a sense of wonderment and take the risk, be vulnerable, right you're asking people to be vulnerable and put themselves out there not so protected and guarded be vulnerable your heart is meant to be shared if yeah. it gets broken don't worry it will go back together it doesn't matter if it's got scars that's called experience and that but is never yeah. shut your heart down never shut your heart down i i i think people do and that's okay it's part of their journey i think that as long as you open it back up Take it exactly. Taking mm -hmm. that risk of taking that sweater off because yes. you never know. It could become your cape. Yeah. Yeah. And so taking that that vulnerability of of okay, that narrative is there. I, I know I've got my sweater right here. I see it. I know you're there, judgment. I know you're there, <laughs> self-loathing. I know you're made of fabric for perfection and all kinds of stuff and I see you, I just am not gonna wear you. Right. And even if I can't throw you out, yeah, I don't have to put you on. You know, make a pillow out of it and have a good old conversation with it now and again. Hello, judgment. <laughs> I'm so exactly. glad we're not attached. <laughs> yes, yes, and I think about that, like I, when I do coaching, I use the clothes in our closet as a metaphor, like mm. what are you wearing? Whose narrative are you wearing? Yeah. Who bought you that outfit? Yeah. Is it what are you trying to say with it, right? Right. Because it's a form of expression of you. What are you trying to say? Yep. But when we when we choose other, to wear other people's narratives, mm -hmm. it's recognizing whose clothing we're wearing and whether it was bought for us and whether right. it's too tight yeah. or scratchy or torn or yes. tattered and doesn't fit us anymore. Yeah. Well, when you talk about the itchy sweater I'm bought up in England, and uh, we <laughs> had these, you know, yeah. wool itchy sweaters, and um, I was forever doing this. It's scratch, scratch, scratch. You, know? like, you can call it a romper. I live with Englishmen, <laughs> <laughs> or jumper. I'm sorry, jumper, jumper. jumper. Yeah, jumper. <laughs> and and it was just like, uh, you know, I couldn't wait to get out of it. And then I moved to South Africa, and literally went into fabrics that flowed, that were colourful, that had a, gave you a sense of freedom and a sense of, you know, expression. So yeah, I discovered my expression then and realized I wasn't the itchy sweater anymore, you know. Oh, um, beautiful metaphor. Beautiful. That judgment, you know, we listen to others, but I think kind of one of the, the big things that we really do have to face is our own self-judgment, our own self-criticism. And when we're going to compare and compete we are going to find, you know, the competition is great if it's a competition that's healthy. But when you are competing with other people because of their popularity or this or that, or we're comparing ourselves to someone else, chalk and cheese, you know, you're never going to be that cheese, but you can be a sexy piece of chalk, you know, yeah. own who you are, embrace who you are. If you're going to compare, immediately that self-judgment steps in. You're not enough. Your value goes down. You, you know, you never feel you can fit in. And it's because you're comparing, you're not meant to compare. You know, you are this beautiful, gorgeous, divine creature that you no, know, God doesn't make a mistake. You're here for a reason, embrace that. Don't compare yourself to someone else. I agree. And I also think that a lot of us think that these 
narratives and judgment somehow go away. I, I know. Can you face them? <laughs> right. And they're, they're so in, they're so, some of them might go away, yeah. but there's some that we've been, that have been living with us for decades. Yes. And so I would never, never say to anybody, oh my God, just let that you know what, go, yeah. just let it go, let it go. You gotta, it's, that's like, keep calm and carry on. If that would, if that worked and we all had a sign in front of yeah. us, then we'd all be fine. But it's knowing that those narratives are going to show up and knowing that you can put space between them and you and be like, all right, you keep coming back and I see you, but I'm not going to allow you to dictate how I act and how I feel about myself because right. I think that a lot of people still think yeah that they can undo those narratives and some of them don't go away ever and sometimes it's changing the verbiage you know instead of you know you are so this you know it's it's changing those negative words into something else you know the the mechanics of our brain the hard drive is literally what makes the body work my hand coming up is coming from the brain the other side is programming it's data and a great right. deal of that data is outdated it doesn't you know it, it would slow our computers down with all that data it slows us down so sometimes you do have to look at that data and go okay well it, it served its purpose at some time but it really needs to be deleted now and it's having a conversation with that and go okay i really can let you go i don't need to hold on to you all right if it comes back up now and again you go okay all right well, what, what purpose are you here you're just a memory all right thank you very much bye-bye mm -hmm. right? you know and it's we we can delete all patterns but they are always going to be systemically there and brought up at some point and you've got to look at them and go all right i see you obviously i'm feeling vulnerable in that moment for it to come back up but i'm not the same person i was then right so therefore you're so not going to have the same effect on me now that's yeah disrupting the the whole neural pathway yes yes yeah yeah exactly yeah. um you know I've, i'm i'm 66 so i've had one hell of a lot of weird stuff happen to me through my life we don't get to this age without you know an awful lot of bumps in the road but it wouldn't change anything. You know, it, you always hindsight is 2020 and you go, oh, I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done that. Yes, we all have that. Had I, but it's like, had I known what I know now, then I wouldn't have done that. All right. That's okay to look at it that way, because, you know, anytime you're facing something similar in the future, you've already programmed in your mind that you're going to do something different. You're not going to react the same way. So I think that's another thing. Just don't beat yourself up for past decisions. Yes, live, live the journey, regret not. I have a full back piece tattoo that I would never make that decision again. And people are like, seriously, this is from my neck all the way down to my bum. And people are like, whoa, that is so cool. What does it mean? And I'm like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was like, you would think that there would be this tremendous story and it was living outside in. Yes making this yeah my identity and not living from the inside out and that's just what it was at the time and yeah it's kind of cool looking but there's no good story around it it's just something you know just something that that i did and i don't regret it because it was part of my journey exactly i got my first tattoo at 50. I don't know if I could show it, but it is actually two butterflies. Um, it'll try and get the view in there. But it's actually two butterflies forming one. And it's actually, it resembles a partnership with my children. I love that. So, you know, we come together and it also resembles the Celtic rune Gifu or Gibu, depending where you are, which is a gift of partnership. And, you know, that gift of partnership needs to be with yourself your heart, soul, mind, body, spirit, but also with the people around you. You know, it's um, in a love relationship, you don't want to, oh, he completes me. You know, oh, I immerse myself into the relationship. No, your strength, their strength, and when you come together, that beautiful strengths merge into something else, but you don't lose yourself along the way. 
right? You can't lose yourself. And that is if you're in a job, any form of relationships or friendships or love relationships, don't lose you because you're here to be you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. And, and there's a poem in my book, the original name of my book. And I, and I am laughing when you're telling your story. I'm like, this still means nothing except that I was dating a biker. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to share what you just said is don't lose you were talking about don't lose you. See, the original name of my book was called um, The Glue is Drying. Mm. And I had written a poem and it was during me coming out of the worst time in my life. I had been a long distance runner, ultra marathoner. My vertebrae collapsed on the nerve, pulled down my leg. I was living with the man that I thought was the man of my dreams. And he began having a relationship with drugs <sighs> and became like uh, his journey brought him to a horrible place and lots of other extenuating things. And I had written a poem called The Glue is Drying and it started out shattered shards, broken glass, kicked in heart, fell on ass, pieces of myself I once knew, cracked and broken, held by glue. And the last line of the poem is done dying, the glue is drying. And the glue doesn't dry till you die. But what I meant is pieces of ourselves fall off. We give pieces mm -hmm. of ourselves away. And as we come into wholeness, we can pick up the pieces that we want, yes. let go of the ones we don't, right. put them back onto the glue of our whole. And the glue doesn't dry till you die. Right. Exactly. It's ever, ever expanding. I love the word flawsome because I think we're all flawsome. And yeah. it's actually our flaws that create our strength and our courage and our abilities that ignite our heart and show us our purpose. Without those flaws, what would we be? There is no such thing as perfection, but the perfection lies in the flawsomeness. Yeah. It lies in all those pieces that you've glued back together. And it doesn't matter how many times you've been shattered. The most important thing is the coming back together, gluing it together in any yeah. which way you can. And that's the integration mm -hmm. of weird because living disintegrated is not. No, not no, no, no. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a soul igniter by God's design. That's what I came here to do. And, you know, I, the soul is always wanting to speak to us. It's always wanting to channel through us. It's called our knowingness. It's our wisdom. It's our guiding system. But if our hearts are completely closed off, it's got no channel to speak through because it speaks through our heart. It doesn't care if your heart is in a million pieces. As long as it can come through your heart, it will help glue your heart back together with that meaningful purpose, with that knowingness. And it will lift you up into spirit action and your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. That's going back to the allow, right? And if we can step out of that pain, because who hasn't gone through pain of one form or the other? Pain is here to teach us. It shows us our strength. It shows us our courage. It shows us our abilities. It shows us our direction because I don't know how many people I've interviewed that this happened to them whether it's child abuse or cancer or, you know, abuse in a relationship or whatever they've been through, they've gone through the process. They've become this beautiful light, but it becomes their meaningful purpose because people now can relate because it happened to them. There is no mistake. You're never given more than what you can cope with. And we should never undersell ourselves on how much we can cope with. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how many times we fall down doesn't matter how long it takes us to get back up, but that willingness to always get back up, wobbly or not, there lies that strength and that courage. And you will always be rewarded for that. I love that. And, and it is so, it is so spot on. We all go through whatever it is in our journey and we mm. all go through pain. I mean, I thought I would die from bulimia. I mean, I, I literally, and I'm saying this, out loud for your listeners, I thought that I would be found dead in a pool of vomit and that my esophagus would rupture. Right. Yes. I would be found dead because I practiced that disorder for almost 20 years. Yes. 
long yes. time. And I really thought that it was going to be the end of me. And mm. then the anxiety that I used to experience that had me literally shaking and, and not being able to sleep. And I'm saying this again, so that if anybody's listening out there, you know, I, I had such horrible anxiety and such codependency with this drug addict and, and literally shook every day, could not sleep, could not mm. stop the ruminating thoughts and actually mindfulness-based stress reduction saved my life. Yes. Saved my life. And it changed everything for me. It was like the control alt delete on my mm. nervous system that I needed. And I actually became certified as a mindfulness educator because I was like, I had thought to share this mm -hmm. with their people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, a lot of, I, I'm not going to go into open the curtains of everything that happened, but it's so true yeah. that we all go through these things and they do teach us. Yes. And then when we get to the other side of that, it's not enough to say, Oh, look, look what I can't got through. Yeah. It's when we become self-transcendent mm. and use it to shine a light on those who are reaching their hands out that are going to grab yours mm. so that you can pull them out and create that continuous crescendo yeah. that happens when we help each other. Yeah. It becomes your meaningful purpose. You know, everything that we go through that we find the strength through, you know, it's, and how many people, you know, going silently through bulimia right now who feel they can't get out of it. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 there's no longer what the root cause is. You're so caught up in the pattern of it and the treadmill of it that you don't know how to get off. And you need somebody that can say, I got off after 20 years. And it's, I want to get off. And he said, well, here's my hand. All you need is that free will. Grab that hand, pull them off. Now the work begins. But you can't help anyone until they're willing to help themselves. Exactly. But, but knowing you've gone through it and you know what, how they feel, how trapped they feel, mm -hmm. that you can open up those doors of those possibilities, that there is life after bulimia. There is that, purpose, right? Yeah. That readiness factor is... Yeah so so key like if people don't will not open their hearts to help until they're ready yep. and for some people it takes an extraordinary amount of pain and i know i had a really really high threshold for pain you know when it came to the eating disorder when it came to running through a, a vertebrae that a disc that mm. went exploded and i just kept you know, caring much more about the accolades and accomplishments and what it meant to me to be this body that could do that stuff that I just kept yes. working no matter what it meant. And then the job titles and the jobs that I was doing, I kept trying to make things look a certain yes. way and they weren't fitting and mm -hmm. they just kept causing me so much pain. So, you know what, unfortunately, some of us do have a high, high, high tolerance for, for pain. And my wish for everybody is that you would know that you have a choice to say, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, as we said before we started, is that the reason I do these shows is that you're going to, you're going to fall in the potholes. But what we want to do is prevent you falling in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Right. So, you yeah. know, you know, other people's extreme experiences may be able to catch you before you go there or that you've you've fallen down there, but you have actually got to climb some way up before someone can reach your hand. They can't come down and get you. Right. You right. have to be willing to take those steps to get up. And then there's that certain level where somebody can grab your hand and pull you up. But it's not come down and get you because what happens there from firsthand experience, I know this, they pull you down and now yeah. you're both stuck. Yeah. So it's the old oxygen on your own face first, right? You, you've got to make sure that you can help people and you can't help them if you're in the same space as them. You have to bring them up to your energy, your space, so that they can actually feel the difference in order to embrace the difference and be willing to take the journey to change. I agree with you 100%. My metaphor is you can both drown in the tsunami or you 
float up to shore and, and try to swim. Yes. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You know, and a lot of my book is is that sort of space that where I was kind of going from that real suffering to ultimately learning that that I did have some choices. Yes. And so a lot of the stories are aching mm-hmm. and they are during a time of pain. And some of them are hilarious and some of them are like, oh my God, this pain is so bad. And I you know, made, made a choice because I learned something here. So they're really relatable and they are funny and they make you laugh. And I think it's really important that people feel related to, you know, I, I sometimes don't talk about all the things, all the places where I came from, because mm. I don't know, it's just not the space I'm in, but I think being related to, and then again, seeing that somebody has found that way yeah. to a different place is really, really critical. We take ourselves too seriously. And yeah, there's plenty that you need to take seriously in life. But we don't have to take so seriously with a heavy heart. You know, we can face something that's very seriously Mm lighthearted. If we inject the joy, the silly billies. You know, um, it's one thing I used to do with my kids when they started getting uptight. I'd start singing opera to them. They begged me to stop. <laughs> so that would stop them from doing whatever they're doing. I'd make them hug and kiss each other. And it'd be, ew, right? Yeah. Uh, or just put on some very loud music and let's start and, you know, dance and just be silly. And I think one of the things that that is kind of missing in the world is silliness. I, oh, I was, wait till you read every page of my book. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. We need the sillies. Like there was a guy on the ferry yesterday when I was coming home. And he you, he looks like he had come out of the 80s. He had the sun visor on, the kind of the shorts and the T-shirt he was wearing and the runners that he was wearing. And he had a fanny pack on. And it looked like he'd just been bought. Right, and he was a young guy in his early 20s. Looked like he'd been bought right out of the 80s. And, and his whole persona was kind of living up to that. And it's like, he's in joy. He's in joy. Instead of, ooh, the 80s, but we're in the 2000s. No, it's like he's goofy. He's happy. Look at the energy around him. Yeah. Okay. Take your judgment elsewhere. Tap into the joy. So true. And it's especially with social media for younger, for well, for anybody. I mean, I shouldn't say younger. I just make a choice to do what I do and do my thing and be silly. A lot of my posts, I mean, they're really human. Mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. of being human is being silly and being you know, enjoy and laughter. And I see so much sort of messaging, like it's gotta be this message, message, yeah. message, message. I'm like, where's a human behind the message? Right. There? Yes, exactly. Um, I'm partly dyslectic. So especially when I'm around my kids, I will take words and kind of recreate them. And it's like, do you mean this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I say something completely wrong and they know it by now. Oh yeah, mom. <laughs> and everybody will laugh, you know, because it's like, I used to feel ooh, an idiot, right? And yeah, now it's, yeah. but it's just who I am. I'm going to say some words upside down, inside out, supercalifragilisticky, you know? And it's like, it, it's, it doesn't make me any less of a person it's just one of the quirks that I have. And that's the thing. If we can embrace those quirks and lighten up, right? Lighten up and uh, don't be so corrective or do you mean such and such? Yeah, I got it. You know, and stop making, trying to make people feel so guilty because yeah. they're not doing things up to your expectation. And we've each got our way. Let's embrace a way as long as there's kind, in, kindness there, yeah. caringness there comes from a place of love. Who cares what the delivery is? I love, I love whimsical. And part of the word weird, there is a little bit of whimsy in that word, you know? Mm-hmm. It, yes. It is a silly word. And if we asked everybody who listened to your episodes what they thought weird was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody would say something different. Yes. But I bet you, if we asked one person at a time and they said, I think this is weird. Everybody would be like, oh, me too. Yes. And guess what? That's connection yes. right there. It's connection yes. with humanity. The stuff that we think is weird or that we do is weird and other people do it too. 
that is our greatest connection to one another. And right. so, you know, what if weird isn't weird? What if weird is, is a way of being together? Yes. It's a release. It's a connective. It's an uplifter. I mean, yeah, you do have the, the weird, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's that, there's that, ooh, ringing some danger bell weirds. Yes, you know, there is that. But when people are just kind of different, and they're weirdly different in a positive way, you know, it is time for you to just take away the judgment and just look at them and go, you know, they're happy. So if the weirdness makes them happy, where's the weirdness in me that I need to let out? And, oh, and you know, serious. you just made me think of something too. You know, when Lady Gaga was wearing her meat dresses and stuff, and then all of a sudden she was looking like her glamorous, beautiful self. Yeah. I, I had a theory and it was proved right. I'm like, she didn't have to dress that way anymore. because no. She was seen and she belonged. Yes. And, yes. you know, I think self-expression is, mm. is all great. And this goes back to the tattoo. It was like, see me, see mm. me. Yeah. And it wasn't, and that was like, see my insides. And right. so again, self-expression is really great when people are doing it because they love it, but when they're doing it as armor, because mm. they're afraid to be seen or they won't let themselves be seen. It's something to explore within ourselves. Or if you're doing it and then you notice, I don't have to do that anymore. Right. That's, that's yeah. a beautiful. I mean, in a be, you know, don't be the, um, I actually just interviewed the guy from Whoop, there it is again, from the Geico commercial, you know, the Whoop song from the 90s. And I was expecting us to kind of talk about hip hop. And he said, look, our song was a one hit wonder. It's still being used in movies. It's been used in the commercials. It's 20 years later. It's still being referred to. It's still bringing joy. Yeah, and he yeah. said, I'm very proud of that, but I'm also proud of the path it took me on. So I am not Whoop. You know, whoop is something that we did and it and it set a path for me to become who I am now. Where the problem is, is that we all have a highlight in life and we think, okay, I got attention during that highlight. I need to stay there. And if you don't evolve and you don't change, you know, you become a has-been <laughs> rather than yeah, a highlight. Or, right? or your vertebrae collapses. Yes. On down your spine and you're yeah. not a parathoner anymore so right it's, yes it's, so it's the one what do you do when the one thing you think makes you you is yes. gone syndrome <laughs> yes and that you know i called that the cosmic two before because you haven't paid attention to the little signs along the way and the universe goes what can you hear me now yeah right yes. and you know everybody oh you know what can i do i cannot be that anymore no what else can you be? It's telling you, you've been there, done that. You're now meant to be something else. Explore. Explore. Because there's so much more of you than just that. But man, it can be a really painful process. Of course it can be. <laughs> it can be. But again, that pain is, is you know, um, I, I mean, my yeah. daughter is, you know, as I said, has this baby and they're up all night and this, that, et cetera. And she said, mom, how did you do it with three kids? You know, get, get them to school, get up with the baby all night. And I said, I'll tell you something. I don't remember. Your body has a way of getting you through the process. And then, you know, you did it, but you don't yeah. remember that anymore because you yeah. moved on. There's different challenges that you're going to face, right? So true. Tune into your emotions. Your emotions are an indication of where you're at, but don't become emotional about them. Yep. Yeah. Allow them, acknowledge them, and watch them. Embrace them. Watch Hug them. them. Away. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's, I have an artist on right now, and bless her heart, her, her father died today, and it's so sad for her. Um, but she's just written a song, Hug One Million Times. And it's, you know, everybody coming out of COVID, all we want to do is just get your arms around somebody, you know, perfect stranger, I don't care, I need to hug, right? I know, I know. And it's like, imagine what we would do if we all just got up and, and said, I need a hug and, and just hug each other. Who cares what casing we come in, black, white, yellow, polka dot, pink, alien, not alien, you know, just simply hug each other, heart to heart, feeling somebody else's heart. You know, wouldn't it make us feel so much better? Why don't we do the things that make us feel better? It was politically incorrect. No, there's nothing wrong with the hug. 
Nothing yeah. wrong with the hug. Nothing. I agree. <laughs> so, the weirdness taking A to Z, and you've got all the different um, the chapters in there that taking it through it all. The main thing is is having people embrace. Don't judge yourself for being weird. Being weird is okay. Be wondrous, be exploratory, be integrative, be adventurous. Just be willing to live life on your terms in all the glorious you with all the flaws that you have. Just live life because in the end, that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, and be a human being. Yes, emphasis on the being. Can't be anything else. <laughs> no. What are we here for? We're here to have that experience. Could you imagine if it was all just kumbaya and la-di-da all the way through without any experiences? How dull would it be? When you yeah. can look back on yourself that time with the addict boyfriend, with the you know, with the vertebrae, with having to redefine yourself and having to rediscover yourself. And anytime you face something today and you go, how can I face this? Just look back over your shoulder. Yeah. Oh my God, this is nothing compared to what I've been through, right? I've got this. Yes, exactly. And that actually helped me through the pandemic a lot because yeah. a lot of people had not gone through anything. Well, we had not gone through anything, but, but a lot of people had never gone through a period of their lives where it drastically changed them. Mm -hmm. And now I think people will be able to refer back to this yeah. time and be like, I got through that. This yes. is, I can get through this. Yes. Sure. Yes. And the thing is that it wasn't just one person being lost in the right. wind. It was the collectiveness of, you know, and the conversation now is how did you get through it? What did you do? Because we're coming out the other side now. Yeah. And it's that we don't want to go back to normal. Normal was dysfunctional and it didn't work. It, there's a new norm that we're setting out for ourselves now. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things for us to learn from it was about collectiveness yeah. and kindness and caring and loving of being there for one another. And that in numbers coming together in the same loving vibration, just look how empowering we really are. Okay. We're awesome in our flawsomeness. <laughs> in our weirdness. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's, you know, the, the LGB community, um, trans dressers and things like this. I mean, you know, they go over the top sometimes with the weirdness and you just love them for it because they're just being exuberant in that expression. Sometimes it can be hiding something, but sometimes it's to say, I don't care what your opinion is. I am this wonderful person. And you can, you know, as I say, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee. You can like me or dislike me. I won't be offended. Right. 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 There's, there's room for somebody everywhere. I agree. Right? So I'd also let's look at the 60s and the fashion. The 70s, we went a bit wrong. The 80s, we went neon. 90s, we went dark. I want to see people step into color and exuberance and crazy clothing and fabrics and cloth, etc. because the way you dress and the way you present yourself is also very, very much the way people are going to perceive you, right? Because it's that, it's that canvas. And I know your t-shirt is your logo. Can you show us? Yes. <laughs> neat, neat, very, very neat. <laughs> and I do love colors and I used yeah. to only wear black to match my angst. Yes. Now I do wear a lot of colors. Yeah, but we had to show that logo today. Um, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to constantly be exploring. Don't be afraid to tell your story. Don't be afraid to just be you because that's all you're meant to be. And that's what makes everybody beautiful, right? So I'm so glad that you've shared your story, that you've come from your own darkness and you were willing to redirect. You were willing to know that you were worthy enough and take that journey to know you're worthy enough. And that just because you can't do that anymore, which, you know, you had with your vertebrae, you had with a few other things. Now the pandemic went and also put a nice closed door on you. Would the book be here without that? Right? So. No, no. Right. And now it's moving on to share the message. Yeah. 
when we reintegrate and we're more together with others to share the message to help people have a way to be able to allow their individuality and allow the individuality of others. Yes. That is the next iteration of my journey. Yeah. Yeah. Permission to be really, you're the only person that needs to give yourself permission, but what you're doing is giving them permission to be, to have their own permission. (laughs) Right. And also in the context of places where others dictate certain things, giving them the emotional intelligence to invite individuals that are sort of in that collectiveness Mm. the ability to 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 allow themselves to be themselves yeah and we've all got a tribe out there that we connect with right right when you step up into that energy you will find that tribe always will find those people oh i've suddenly got an earring going down my boob okay Oops, there it is. Oops, there it is. Yes, again, it's still in my ear, but it was halfway down my boob. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, that's, there are those malfunctions, whether it's dress malfunction or any other kind of malfunction in your life, right? And it's just like, make light of it. You know, right. Don't get hung up on it. Because right? let's face it, if we look at a past, we've been very heavy and very hung up for a long time. You know, it's it's really good if we could have a, a good talk with our mind. Let's just lighten things up. Let's just lighten things up, right? I mean, we need that. So the book isn't out yet until June 22nd? Right around the corner, and it's available for pre-order. Right. So I've got that right here on your posting, and uh, so people can pre-order it. It's a great gift to self, and I'm always saying, you know, book clubs are great. Everybody reading a book, getting together, and each person's perspective is going to be different. And sharing this perspective is wonderful. I recommend people do podcast clubs as well. Listen to it. Have the conversation. What did you get out of it? Because it just expands things completely. But I think this is definitely one of those books where, you know, it's like, oh, I really related to this. Or, oh, I've got to work on that. And then you become each other's support and each other's cheerleader. So, you know, I really do think this is one of those kind of books that, you you know, you're coming out of the pandemic, or the craziness, the world is still crazy, read this wonderful, weird A to Z book and just see where you're at and, you know, how you can then be supportive of each other, but also have fun. Step into your weirdness and have fun. I love that. Thank you, Sarah. So how do they get hold of you if they want to reach you and, and what, you know, what else you're offering everybody? Yep. Thanks for asking. So I do have a website, weirdgirladventures.com or Weird Girls Rock. And it's not just for girls, it's all humans. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Shelly Brown on Instagram at weirdgirladventures.com. Really what I'm offering besides the book is speaking. So I have a upcoming TEDx that's not out yet. I can't tell you more about it yet because the dates should be determined. And I do have several different offerings from a speaking capacity, whether it is a woman's organization, a, a corporation, a convention, or a meeting, several different talks. One is personal growth. One is mindfulness, uh, rock star mindfulness. For mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. And the other one is, is about uh, individuality and that it's called, it's not you, it's me. Mm -hmm. so that's more of a leadership type of speaking yeah and I love you know weird is not a label it's a lifestyle that's right that's Uh, my tagline yeah no I love it and and uh you know just that again by you stepping into being you and you're enough and you're living life exuberantly and yes you're still going to trip over your own toes now and again you know, it's, it's, that's what life is all about, but just that being your exuberant, you, you have that light that shines out that draws other people. So keep on shining, keep on letting people know that it's okay to have a past. It, it is what you do with the gift of the present that will dictate how everything grows tomorrow. And, you know, changing that mindset is the first step, isn't it? Because it ignites the heart, soul and spirit into action. But the mind right. has got to has got to choose that first. If it doesn't choose it and, you know, choose positive living. It's as simple as that. Doesn't mean things aren't negative going to happen to you, but you'll choose to look at 
what it, what is it here for? What is it here to learn? You know, instead of like, woe is me. And, and we've all got that woe is moment. Put your arms around yourself and give yourself a hugging love, right? But again, don't get stuck in the drama. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing Thank with us you. here today, love. It's been a delight having you here. I love everything that you're doing. And as I say, keep on shining it bright because... We're in a weird state of being at the present moment and there's a new canvas in front of us and we can paint it as we want. So embracing that weirdness, I think, is something that we all need to know because it's not the same old painting anymore, folks. It's a brand new one and it can be extremely exciting if we allow it to be, right? Right. Thank you so much, Sarah. Oh, thank you very much. So folks, remember, being weird is absolutely wonderful. Uh, stepping into life, integrating yourself, being a participant, just wondrously looking at life and all it can be can be absolutely exuberant. So until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.